Welcome to the old bastard martini lunch. This is a show about advertising and design creatives with an audience of one, me. I'm Peter Morse. This is my show. So here's my real introduction. I'm an award-winning illustrator, designer, and art director. I've worked for the top agencies in Nebraska, ran my own for a while, and I'm currently a freelance creative. In my time at these agencies, I made a lot of connections, met a lot of interesting people. Um, So I wanted to keep in touch. So this is me catching up over a couple of drinks and uh, hope you enjoy the conversation. This is part two with Anthony Banks. You know, we kind of bounced all over the place on the first episode. Uh, You know, we continue the trend on this one. So while we're trying to learn a little bit more about his history, we get into a lot of discussion about what does a client really want? What does a client need? And how do you work with them? How do you shepherd that good work through the process? Is that even needed? Um, There's a lot of interesting roles that... uh, uh, designer has to has to play, and uh, this is some of our discussion of those things. Uh, so join us in our booth at the back as we share our drinks and our stories. Well, I got a lot of time, you know, on my hands to perfect a martini here. So well, you you uh, it's time well spent. You've definitely <laughs> done your homework. Good, good. Yeah. So let's get back to you. I mean, yeah. you're the guest. I'm mm. just uh, I'm ranting here. What yeah. uh, so? Uh, California, wait, uh, New Mexico. Before we get into that, what'd you think of New Mexico? Would you move back? You'll... I, I actually really enjoyed New Mexico. I like it, man. It's cool, man. I mean, it's, I mean, Albuquerque's cool. And, you know, granted, I mean, I wasn't really designing in Albuquerque, so I don't know well, what sure. the design scene yeah, is yeah, like yeah. there. But the and fact is, like, when I, are... when I moved to, when I moved to, to Lincoln, because yeah. when, when you grew up, when you grow up on a coast, you're very coast-centric, you know? Uh-huh. Civilization exists in California and New York. Right. And you, you gas up in Chicago. Right. And that's really where civilization exists and everything else is farms. That's yeah. when you grow up, that's the way you think. That's why they call it the flyover state. Mm-hmm. So when I moved here, I honestly thought I was going to be making coffee or pumping gas. I had, like, does anybody even know what graphic design is? And I was just astounded that there was as much, like, advertising and marketing and just creative people doing, like, design well, work. how'd you end up here? Okay, how'd you end up in Lincoln, then? Oh, well, so my, my wife's family lives in Lincoln. Okay. Uh, and we had our first kid when we were in New Jersey. And we weren't really loving New Jersey. And I didn't want to move back to California. And it was just, it was a time to be around family again, because my family spread all over the place, where, whereas hers is pretty centered right. in Lincoln. And I had been here a couple times just to visit for like holidays and stuff. And I thought, oh, this, this sounds, this seems okay. You yeah. know, I could, I could probably like raise some kids here. Right. Um, I didn't know what I would do for work, but I figured I'd figure it out. Right, right. Uh, and it just happened to work out somehow. So when you got here, what did you start looking into as far as, a, as, far as design? When I first moved here, I so the place I was working in New Jersey, they were doing um, 
like websites and things like that. So I was doing web design with them and a little bit of illustration on the side. That was kind of like my differentiator. Right. And when I left and I came to Nebraska, I still had a good relationship with them and like other other people that I'd worked with on the East Coast. So I was getting some freelance projects. Oh, nice. Was, yeah. So okay. it, it, it was a nice kind of carry over. Yeah. There. You know, I, I, I showed up with stuff to do, yeah. which was good. And then like somebody who knew somebody who knew me knew somebody who needed somebody to do something with computers. <laughs> right. That's basically how it, was, how it was described to me. It's like, oh, I know this person and they need something to do with computers. Would you like to talk to them? And I was like, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. And it was that vague. Right. So I was supposed to have a phone interview and I was working on a freelance project and it was an all-nighter. Right. So I'm trying to like get some, uh, I was doing some 3D work and I was trying to get some renders out the door. And so I figured this was going to be a phone interview. I hadn't had a haircut and I don't know when. I Like all my clothes were still in boxes. I right. didn't know where anything was. And so they called me on the phone like the morning of and I guess there was some confusion about where I was geographically. They thought I was still in New Jersey. They're like, right. oh, you're in Lincoln? Great. You can come by this this morning to, <laughs> for your interview instead of like on the phone. Right. And so then it was just like a mad dash. My, I think my my wife or my mother-in-law was cutting my hair and they, they're not hairdressers, you know, they're yeah. just trying to like trim it down to something respectable yeah. and like just tearing through boxes, trying to find something that you would go to an interview in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and cause you don't want to turn it down. There's no, no, no. I mean, and, and, you know, I, and I, I think it's important to, you know, present yourself well. I wasn't just ready to just roll into this thing like I didn't care. I mean, I did right, care. I right. mean, I, I just had a new baby. Like, I'm in a new place. Yeah. I did a job. New responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it turned out that uh, that the person needed, this was at Lycor. Right. Lycor, the biotech. And they were at a point where they needed to redesign their website. Oh, okay. You know, it was something that they had kind of handled internally and, uh-huh. uh, and for a long time, and it, and it showed. It was yeah. really, it was it was kind of rough, and so I talked to them briefly, and it went really well. I mean, I think there was something about having no sleep going into that interview, <laughs> and being just like just slightly dazed that I just kind of went in like, ugh. Not so much that I didn't care, but I think there was a certain a certain degree of casualness that came through right, because right. I mean I could barely see straight. I was just right. trying to keep it together, keep my eyes open. But apparently it worked. Nice. So, and I was convincing enough that they're like, oh, okay. Because, yeah, even I think that morning I was like throwing together a, res- or a portfolio of like web projects to right. show them I didn't right. have anything prepared. <laughs> so I, I show up and I and I, I convinced them that I was the person to, to redesign their website. So it was a contract job. Okay. So it was uh, like three months to redesign their site. And it was it was a really uh, great experience. Like I, I thought it would be three months, but as I started digging into the site, it was like, oh my gosh! Like every time I would turn a corner, I find like, like another hundred pages. Yeah, because the because like we were talking about um, earlier, this was very technical stuff. This yeah. was like science and scientists talking to scientists, and you can only imagine what that kind of conversation would be like online. So trying to like organize this stuff and wrap my head around it, which is why when, I, when we finally talked, I mean, it, that was my trial by fire. Because it's one thing, if I was designing a website for Staples, I understand what a pencil is, and I understand that pencils belong next to erasers and right. post-it notes, and maybe whiteboards is a different section, or computers is a different section. I'm trying to understand science, and I'm a, I was a poor student, so I didn't really teach science. <laughs> and suddenly, I'm, right. I'm, 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 I'm the person who's supposed to organize information so that scientists will buy from other scientists or they, you know, they make a compelling argument to, to do business with us. So 
in, in addition to it, just like all the web work, because it was a ton of pages. I think at the end of the day, it was something what? like five, six hundred pages. Is this just like just straight HTML, or was this a content management system? The, or the, well, so uh, it was. Is it cool? Like hold that, or should no, I call it CMS? No, like, you know what? Even like CMS is it all out. CMS like... didn't even really become like a viable like business solution for websites for like another like two or three years oh, gotcha. at this yeah. point. So it was um, it was server side. Uh, JSP, I think, okay. which is kind of like the Java version of PHP. I don't want to get too tech because I yeah, don't yeah, understand yeah. it. But I've, I, but I understand, I've been there. Yeah, but I, but yeah. I understand enough that, you know, there's like a database involved, but fortunately there was a guy that kind of like took care of like the yeah. database, database and the, the back end stuff. So I was mostly front end, but yeah, like all the HTML and the, the CSS and a little bit of JavaScript and stuff. Trying to bring it all together, but I'll never forget, it was probably a week before we were supposed to launch the site when I stumbled upon a folder full of like, like fifty more web web pages <laughs> that I didn't know existed. Right, right. And so I'm was kinda, there a, so you obviously didn't have any sort of wireframe or anything. You didn't know what it was out no, there. No, no. I mean, because it was a little bit disorganized. And yeah. So I was working with people. I mean, thankfully we had some some people on their team who were like the the product managers. Like right. they were taking care of it, and we managed to work together and to get through what we needed. And it was and everyone was you know was just super nice and because I think at the end of the day they were just astounded at the amount of progress we were making and right. the time we were making it because up until then it was an internal thing and you know what happens when something's internal it's kind of like the second or the third priority and everyone else is just trying to like keep and then, the lights on and do yeah, the basic stuff yeah. and so, then but then even you'll have in addition to that you're going to have people that are going to want to weigh in on how those things are happening as mm -hmm. well you know which can definitely slow down that process and they had a legal team as yeah. well. Yeah, anytime you're dealing with, with biotechnology, which is a fancy term, but I mean, the science and some of the stuff was going in people's bodies. So there was like yeah. a ton of regulation around that stuff. So I would design stuff and then it would make it to the legal team and they would come back with all these changes. It's like, oh my gosh, guys. But somehow we did. I mean, and by the end, it was like a ton of late nights and early mornings and mm -hmm. just like no sleep. But we launched. It was a success. They and during the course of that entire web project, I realized that like a lot of their other stuff wasn't branded. Yeah. You know, they had a lot of like physical products. I'm like, guys, you know, we're this is the stuff we're talking about on the website. But I realized that you know, there's really no branding around this product. And you're saying that this is like your flagship. This is important, and it kind of doesn't look like anything. Right. It looks like so it's just a generic thing. That, yeah. Yeah. So it kind of turned it. It was like a web design project with a, like a little bit of branding uh, thrown in. And by the end of that, they're like, hey, you want to just hang around and, and help us make everything look nice? <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. you want to touch everything? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, why not? Yeah. You know? Yeah, how about that? Just like a phone call and a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> easy. Like easy, easy. Yeah. yeah. That's that's awesome. Like, it's. Yeah. It's a, like you said, it's all about problem solving, you know? Well, yeah, there's the, I think it's like a process or it's almost what is it, like the 12 steps of, of grieving or something. Like you kind of go through that process, you know, <laughs> anger, resentment, That's fear, about right. yeah, bargaining, yeah. Yeah. and finally whatever the, all the steps are. And then you finally come out at acceptance at the end. And I think it's just how fast you can work through that and well, start doing stuff. That's it. That's an interesting take because I definitely, I know on some projects, definitely go through those sorts of steps. But I feel like as designers, there's... There's something else, you know, so you've got those, but it's not just acceptance. Maybe it's acceptance plus or acceptance and because so this is how it is. But what if like 
maybe we can actually do something better with that. So it's not like, say, obviously you go through this sort of uh, issues that you've got with that and those frustrations. You get to a point, you're like, I understand um, this is what it is. It needs to be in there. And you probably run into it with design. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking just, I guess, we're, we were talking web, but it's, I think it's design as well. You'll have legal come in at the 11th hour and say, this needs to be in here. And it's, it's frustrating because you're going to ruin this beautiful design. The reality of it is it needs to be in here. So you've got acceptance, but what do you do with that? You know, so it's not just like, eh, you dump it into there. It's like, I accept this needs to be in here, but I'm not going to just kind of lay down and dump it in here. I, I need to do something more than that. So, right. Yeah. You, you know, maybe you're right, but maybe maybe there's sort of like acceptance and or acceptance plus. Like, what is that? You know, I, I feel like as designers, that that might be kind of like what we end up with. Yeah. You know, I think you, I think you're right because if you try to do it before you hit that acceptance area, then you're just like, oh, I'm just gonna cram it in there. I'm I'm so over this project. It's it's already like like eight hours overdue. Right. I should have been done with this last Tuesday. Right. I'm tired of working on it. <laughs> and I, I just wanted to be done, but I think then that that's when the that little craftsmanship, yeah. like fire or gene or whatever it is that kicks in that won't allow you to to let it go out and look shitty because you know that every time you see it, even if it's only once, then you're gonna feel terrible. And the and the audience looking at this, they might not care. Well, it's still your name attached to it, you know. Yeah. And I I remember working on some projects where folks are just kind of like, I'm tired of the fight. It is what it is. Let's just put it in there, send it on its way. And people don't want somebody stepping into their office at that point and saying, acceptance and. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I understand, like, we're frustrated with this, but we're also stewards of the brand. You know, we need to probably do more than just put dump this in here. So they'll appreciate that we take that extra step. And they're probably expecting sort of a baseline just you know take a dump on it whatever and you're done with it that's what they need mm -hmm. they're done with it but you know that craftsmanship make it a little bit nicer and they'll appreciate that a little bit more it's like hey you know what it's actually better than what we thought it would be like you know you really put a polish on that turd <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know honestly I, I, I don't know if that's true okay I think that's what we want to think. Okay, good. I, I think that yeah, that's... Hate that's, on me, Brady. No, 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 you know, because I think I think we've all thought that. I think yeah. it's like, because, like... I want to make us, out, I want to feel like it's worthwhile. Yeah, like, like well, because us, like, monkeying around with, with like, letting and kerning and all these different things, like, I know it in, impacts the, the end result. Come on, tell me it doesn't matter. No, no, I, I won't say it doesn't matter, but I think it matters more to us at some point. Because, right. you know, there's that point of diminishing returns for, for the client. Right. Because at some point they wouldn't know if, right. if it was like a little bit this way or that way, but we know. And, right. I, and I think, that, but that's how we live, right? Because we have to like, it's how we redeem ourselves in the project in our in our own eyes. We move on to the next thing. Because I think if you have like one too many of those projects that you just kind of let slide and, and you don't feel good about it at the end, I mean, you're going to burn yourself out. You're just going to be well, so mad about the, the you know, or at least unsatisfied by the work that you do that at some point you're going to question like why did I even get into this thing I used to enjoy design and now I don't and because you're making all these compromises at the last at, at the very end versus you know what the client isn't going to appreciate that and I think you need to be okay with okay, they I, might I, I they know. might you know they, they know. might I, I think know. one in ten 
would look at it and be like, you know what? You polished that turd. You well, know, you didn't have to, but you did. I'll, what about, okay, so I'll, I'll give you Come that. Come at me, bro. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man, this is getting good. <laughs> so um, I've seen instances of, I, I think you're right when you're talking about this idea of diminishing returns. It's like, um, just dump the copy, that legal copy in here, move it on. What is that like? 0.25 hours, put that on the bill, whatever. You spent an hour finessing that and making it work better with the layout. Is it worth that? I don't know. You know, um, but look at that. Does that compound? So maybe it's like those hours spent into that. Does that, it, does it make a difference? Or I've seen clients that have kind of, that come back where they're saying, we feel like you guys aren't invested anymore. You know, so the flip side of that is if you are just kind of just crapping it back to them, some people, like you said, it, it's, it's, they're not going to notice that they're not going to care. But there's also instances where I've seen where a client is like, you're just kind of just throwing that on there and giving it back to us. You know, I, we appreciate the work you put into this, but we've seen this a couple of times. And so then it starts to become like an issue or they're concerned. And that's tough too, because you've got a creative team that's feeling beaten down and um, they're, they're feeling like they're not appreciated. So I don't know, there's still a balance there. You know, I, 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 I can see where if they're just looking at a ledger and they would appreciate less time. But on the other hand, I've seen folks that it's not a big deal. Not a big deal, not a big deal, not a big deal. Six months later, they're like, I'm seeing the same thing. You guys aren't trying anymore, you know? So there are some people that I think still have an eye for it. Six months down the road, like, hmm, I think you guys could be doing better. You're kind of letting me down here. So yeah. I can see both sides of this, but. Well, and I, and, and I think sometimes where that comes into play is that it's beyond the design. It's in the way that you communicate with them. And maybe that's like account service. I don't know. Well, I mean, not. Because account services in some cases will kind of relay what the creative team says. It, well, I mean, I in an, in oh an ideal in an ideal world, well, if you're if you're trying if you're because if you if if, 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 if like the creative that, but... if the creative team articulates the value, yeah, then that reflects well on the account team. If, 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 if you've if got a good a, advocate on your account, right? Team. Of course. Yeah. So, let, so let's assume. Yeah, we're talking best yeah, case yeah, scenario. Yeah. So, so let's assume you have somebody who says you know they're trying to like create rapport with the client. They're yeah. trying to like represent the firm re really well. So it doesn't really uh, do them any better, any good to like just send something over and say, what do you think? What do you think? Right. They, a little bit of romance, a little bit of hand-holding. It's like, yeah, yeah or, or, you know, I, I took this, your suggestions to the creative team and they, they definitely said they can do that. But, you know, because your, your objective is X, they think that it would actually be a little bit better to handle it this way. So what they've done is they've shown you exactly what you want. And here's a, just a small adjustment right. based on their recommendations. Because I think what people appreciate is having a take, you yeah. know, because at the end of the day, because I, I know that they get frustrated if they, at some point they feel that they're art directing. Right. You know, that, that, that's yeah. why they're hiring you. That, that, that's yeah. why they're hiring you. And it's yeah. funny because at some point 
in some in but some they places, definitely want to weigh in. In some places, they will. They, yeah. they will just art direct you mercilessly. And yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. And they'll they'll always come back to, I don't know. That's what I hired <laughs> no, you for. Exactly. And they will like punch you in the dick relentlessly, <laughs> and they come back with that. Like, yeah, I mean, and, and it's in their arsenal, and they can use it anytime they want. Yeah, you know, they yeah, got yeah. the nuclear option at any time. Yeah. You know, they want to use it. <laughs> but 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 I think if you if you never challenge, if you never offer a different perspective than what they're giving because sometimes the, their suggestion is like it's apples and apples yeah. it's like yeah okay that makes sense it's not a big deal it's not going to impact the design or impact yeah. the effectiveness great we're going to put it in there everybody's happy it's done you're happy i'm happy great yeah. but then there are times when they're legitimately doing something that is not in their own best interest and they don't know that because for whatever reason, they, but the, there's a yeah. Uh, I mean, this yeah. You we're getting into a big gray area yeah, yeah. of like client relations. Well, you're you're right. You're right. Like you're you're advoc you're you're the design expert, and in some ways, you're advocating on the behalf of the project from the client's perspective. It's like you yeah. came to us because you have this need, not because you wanted a brochure just for the sake of having a brochure or whatever a website. You came to us with a very specific objective. And I believe, and you need to frame it in their terms, not your terms, because they don't speak designer. But right. I believe that by doing this, we will positively or negatively impact your ability to reach your goal. And a lot of that is trust building. They need to understand that you've got their best interests in mind. It's mm -hmm. not like my creative ego here. It's really about I'm doing what I feel is best for you. And there's a lot of trust building mm -hmm. in that regard um and and i've worked for some clients even that you know the um the client i worked for at swanson was like big client you know and even though we would put ideas forth that i thought were really creative or innovative or whatever they might not be ready for those but that doesn't mean that they didn't appreciate they were a great client because they would appreciate the fact you're thinking of them in that perspective and it buys real estate in their head that like they see where we could be you know it's not like they had the resources to do that or even it was really political they might not have uh, the ability to do that um, but that doesn't mean that they didn't appreciate the efforts that they saw so there's some of that is that finesse and that client relations and, and maybe it's account management of like being an advocate for the creative team putting those things in front of them but I also know that those people also keep an eye on maybe just those small things you know so I, I don't know I'm rambling now no I think I think you're onto something I think however it comes across or however you communicate it that the client understands that you're working on their behalf right. and their best interest, not because you want something cool in your portfolio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. If you can get that across and, act, and like talk to them as a, as a partner and somebody who's in the in the boat together trying to get to the same place, then I think they'll appreciate it. And like you said, that's a really good point that sometimes they're just not ready. Right. Sometimes you know you're talking to the marketing director who's very progressive, but they have a executive team that's like, no. But I think then they have, maybe it emboldens them to like slowly, gradually, because- You're earning it, trust. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I think part of that is, is earned because, you know, at the end of the engagement, we go away sometimes, yeah. but they're there, that's their job, that's yeah. their day to day. That We're they talking to their bosses. Yeah, they have yeah. to live with that every single day and they're accountable for the, for the results. That they come or if they don't come right so just 
letting them know that we're in this together. It's it's not just a bunch of flash. They, you know, this is an authentic relationship. We want to help you in every way that we can. Because that's not one conversation. That's like a lot of conversation before yes. the walls start to come down. And you yeah. become a, a little bit more than just some like freelance vendor or somebody who's just like a, a contract killer or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, the person, the, the the heavy gun that you bring in every once in a while. That they they trust you and they they trust your judgment and they. They, they feel comfortable debating stuff with you and you feel comfortable debating stuff with them because you know it's going to be accepted in the spirit that it's intended which is just to be helpful or just to challenge some established ideas that maybe if you're in that culture day in and day out you start to lose a little bit of perspective and I think that's part of the, the benefits of bringing somebody from the outside is because they, they, they're seen from the outside in and it's like I understand where you're coming from but from the outside this is what this looks like to me right and I think we can do a little bit better. You know, when, when that contract ends, it's not like you and this person just like exist in two different universes that don't intersect anymore. They're talking to the same people you're talking to. I mean, especially in this market, in like the Lincoln, Omaha, Midwest, whatever. I mean, we're all talking to the same people. And right. if, I, if you're dealing with like a head of marketing, that head of marketing is talking to a bunch of other heads of marketing. And it's amazing what happens when you make a real impact on somebody and they cannot say nice, enough good things about you. Right. So yeah, maybe you weren't able to, to get into communication arts this time because what your solution solved their problem and didn't stroke your ego, right. but it did a killer job for them. They're talking to somebody else and they're talking to somebody else. And that's something that, that takes years to cultivate. But when you start to, to see that good will come back, it's incredible. And you, you I guess you, you do the work not even assuming or waiting for that to happen you just kind of do it altruistically i guess i mean uh, which is a word I'm, i hesitate to use because i mean because this is a job right we're, yeah. we're professionals we, right. we get paid right. to do this so there are some professional benefits that, that go along with that but if you do I, I just believe if you do right by people eventually you're gonna get screwed along the way there are going to be people who don't appreciate you no matter how much good you do for them or how how hard you work. Yeah, that's but, where I'm at right yeah, now. Yeah, well, you know, but, but, it, but, it's, but it's not them, you know, because it's, it's almost like you can't expect every client you work with to be an amazing stellar client. No, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. No, and I'm, I'm joking because, like, I've had a lot of client relationships with a lot of people that I value and respect. Of so. course. Well, and, and the flip side of that, I'm, I'm constantly reminded of that as well is that there's been a lot of respect paid back to me as well so mm -hmm. i i appreciate that so i'm obviously like you know i'm, I'm not hating on it well it's right. it's the long game yeah. right you know you're you're not trying to just make it from project to project and you know i'm gonna land a hell of a contract on my deathbed by the way yeah so. i mean you know what there'd be a lot of a two million dollar branding project <laughs> and you've been diagnosed with colon cancer you've got about four weeks to live this is your project. You've always wanted. <laughs> well, I tell you what, it'll Sorry. be the, the who's who at your funeral. Oh, about my God. Yeah, I can't believe yeah. I'm, I'm such an asshole. <laughs> I need to drink more. Okay, how are you? Yeah, are you good for another one? Uh, oh, shit, you're out of time. Oh, we got to go. Yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah, we got to yeah. wrap it up. Well, then we got to have another show. Because I feel yeah. like we really did not get Dude, I would love to have another show. Are you kidding me? I, I, I feel I like could... I ranted a lot here. I, I think the ranting on both sides of the table okay, was... Good. was Good. Okay, good. Great. Thanks for coming out, man. Definitely give you another oh, touch. Cheers. Let's do it Thank again, you. man. Let's Absolutely. do it again. Thank you once again, Anthony. 
for coming down, having some of those uh, disgustingly filthy martinis with me. Um, it seemed like you enjoyed those. Hey, uh, if you're interested in seeing more about what Anthony is up to, he's got a couple of places you can check him out. So he's on Instagram at ARG Banks. He's also up on Behance. Same thing, ARG Banks. And you can see uh, a lot of his work there. It's good stuff. If you like the show, rate, review, subscribe. Get on over there to iTunes. Help us out here. Um, I would appreciate that. If you want to know more about the show, uh, you can check out the website, oldbastardmartinilunch.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, at Bastard Martini. Finally, if you're looking for some freelance help, uh, check out my website, petermorse.us. I'd be more than happy to help you out with uh, some design or some illustration. Or if you want to just uh, pick my brain a little bit, use my email, me at petermorris.us. I want to hear what you got going on. Um, in the meantime, have another martini. I know I will. Mm -hmm.